HBs, this is Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two best friends recap romance novels while commenting, swooning, giggling, and telling stories. Let's start off with a Patreon shout-out. Lauren G., you are a billywig, a beautiful Australian insect. You are a gorgeous, shiny, iridescent blue, but you're too fast for the average muggle to see. You have a stinger that is pretty intimidating, but when you sting people, it just makes them so giddy and happy, sometimes even making them fly. You are like a happiness fairy, spreading joy wherever you go. And now we've got a re-release of one of our early episodes, Ice Capade by Josh Lanyon. We recorded a new intro for you, celebrating 2019's Reading Embrace participants. And we did that when we were sweet, sweet summer children, who hadn't yet experienced RWA's implosion over racist ethics complaints. So if you want our thoughts on that, head over to the Patreon. There's an hour-long episode about the whole debacle. But now, 2019's Reading Embrace and Icecapade. Here we go. Hi, Erin. Hello, Hello, Melody, Melody, Melody. <laughs> I don't know why. I feel like such a noob today. Uh, such a what? A noob. Like a podcasting noob? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, as, we were, okay. as we were getting started with this, I was like, I don't know. I felt all jittery. I felt like, I don't know. <laughs> we were maybe like 13 episodes in instead of 117 episodes in. Is that because we're re-releasing an episode that we were probably like 13 episodes in? <laughs> I think it might be. Okay, guys, listen. Hey, we had, to, we had to Christmas. So listen, we're just going to re-release Ice Capade. But this is a new intro. That's being recorded mm-hmm. solstice 2019, Yule That's 2019. Right. That's right. And we're going to announce the, what do we call them, winners? What do we call the them? The fucking embracers. The, the ones embracers. Been, the the embraced. ones who have been embraced in our heaving bosoms. Mm-hmm. The ones who decided to say, Aaron and Melody, please wrap your ever-loving arms around us and pull us to your bosoms. And we said, of course we will. So those of you who don't know, last year we started something called the Heaving Bosoms Reading Embrace. If you haven't already, you will soon be inundated through romance Twitter, romance Instagram, romance Facebook with a million romance reading challenges. So many challenges. Romanceopoly is going to be happening soon. Like, there's just so many of them. And they are, in in my opinion, very anxiety-ridden. I mean, I'm not... Aggressive. Listen, I'm not shit-talking any of these. No, no. They are what they are, and if you like them, whatever. But they were giving me anxiety, because we were trying Mm -hmm. to figure out a way that Heaving Bosoms could participate in some of these. Right. And so instead, we started something called the... Heaving Bosoms Reading Embrace, which is not That's an right. embrace, or which is not a challenge. <laughs> yeah, it's an embrace. It is an embrace. <laughs> because what we did was we named 20 different categories that are heaving bosoms, catchphrases, themes, that kind of thing. 
Yeah. And then you can jam whatever books you read this year. Whatever the fuck you want into them. For any crazy harebrained reason into even if they have nothing to do actually with any of the categories you can just jam them in there and or you could read one book and try to figure out ways that it could fit into every one of the categories it's very accepting so like for example we uh, we had a flurry of people at at first being like what does this mean what but is this one category of the most, yeah one of the most recent ones was like i don't really like western so what do i do for dr quinn times or like western times uh-huh. and i was like okay here we go you can read a western if you want if you don't want to is there a kid who likes my little pony or mm-hmm. is it set in california like Somebody the right swipe used like a book anything with a, you want with a character that was named west i was today thinking because yes. we're reading red white and royal blue for next yeah. week So I was thinking, like, what, how could I fit red, white, and royal blue into all of these categories if this Mm. was the only book I read this year? And it's like at one point in that book, they all go to Texas for the weekend and do like a cookout. I feel like that's Western times. Yeah. They're in the ranch times. Whatever you want. It doesn't matter. You could say a scene that didn't even happen in your book that wished you you wished happened. That's right. It, listen, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, doesn't everybody matter. Wins. It's an embrace. It's an embrace. So here we are. Here we are. Erin is going to talk about those who were embraced in 2019. And right. I am so excited. <laughs> Some of you sent us emails with mm-hmm. lists of all the books that you read. Some yeah. of you sent us emails that did not cl- include books yeah. that, you, that were just like, I did it. Which, That's great. Right. We trust you. And we were like, excellent. Yeah. Um, some of you, when you listed the books, told us what you thought of them or why they fit mm-hmm. in. That was nice. Also, there was a ginormous spreadsheet that I don't know who made it um, oh, with brilliant dozens of you on it. So then people could see what other people were reading for yeah. the different categories, which was nice. So that was all in the cults. Yeah, there were many of you that completed the spreadsheet but did not email us. So I went out to the spreadsheet and looked um, and I right. put you guys in here. So here are the people. That were fully embraced oh. this year. And some of them I have little tidbits because you would send us emails. The first <laughs> completer of the embrace is Whoa. Fanny, P.A. <gasps> Fanny! And may I say that Fanny, it we appears love to me, mm. I don't know, but it appears to me that Fanny read books in Swedish, German, yeah. and English. Yeah, she's a complete B.A. The she's a true badass, Fanny and is. she was first. I think she completed it in March or something like that of this year. Just incredible. Good job, Fanny. Fanny. Brianna S. uh, Oh, Brianna. Was fully embraced. She she told us all the books she read and like what she thought of them. So I, here's some recs for you guys from Brianna S. For consent boner, she read a graphic novel called Sunstone. Are you familiar with this? No, I am not. Apparently, it is a BDSM (gasps) graphic novel about like a couple and all their friends, and she super loved it. So Sunstone Volume 1 from Brianna S. Um, Also, for keeping a badass, she read something called Night Chaser by Amanda, Mm. I think, Boucher, B-O-U-C-H-E-T, and she said it was like her new favorite thing. Okay. Whoa. We also have... Fully embraced. Marty O.M. Ashley T. Robin J. Paula Ooh. P. Hey. Allie F. 
which Allie, Allie F. managed to fit in seven Penny Reed books into the, uh, <laughs> the reading embrace. Get it, girl! <laughs> and here's a good way you can shoehorn something in. She mm. fit, she read C. Jane's score for Western because there's a horseshoe <laughs> tattoo. Yep, horseshoe <laughs> tattoo! Get it! <laughs> All right, Tanya G.M., M.C., Misty H.L., Whitney T., Tiffany S., oh. Ness, Sabah, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm pronouncing your name right, S-A-B-A-H, Sabah, Saba, you're embraced, we're embracing you're, you I am fully. embracing you as we speak. Elizabeth or Liz S. Oh, oh, hey girl. Abby M., who recommends Not the Duke's Darling by Elizabeth Hoyt, um, mm-hmm. she read it for, let's see, she read it for Because Witches, because there's a Ooh. character that's accused of witchcraft in it. <gasps> How dare they? How dare they? Emily F. I'm turning a page. Oh, hi. Aaron hi, P. Emily. Who, by the way, Aaron P. Aaron. Read the Duchess deal for sports ball category because they yes! play badminton. <laughs> he plays it in the... Yes! <laughs> um, oh, so Kristen good. K. Who told us... like she, she wrote a little blurb of like why uh-huh. she put each one into each category. One of them was Barbarian Mine um, in the Barbarian series. Yeah. And she wrote brother stuff, and it was in the cousin stuff category. So I really want to know, Ooh. like, what do you mean brother stuff? Like, what <laughs> yeah. happens there? Tell, Tell us, us about that. Okay. Is there a brother mm-hmm. taking down another brother with uh-huh. a spur? <laughs> yeah, because I don't it's know. Ice Planet Barbarian. Is there a third? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Katrin, who read "Teach Me" by Olivia Dade for uh, mm. Reindeer Mafia, and she couldn't say enough about it, and wants us mm. to read it so bad. And Ooh. also, Katrin D. Those are all the people that were fully 100% embraced this oh. year. Now I have an extremely long list of people oh. who were <laughs> sort of embraced this okay. year, but fully embraced by us. Um, these are people who started the spreadsheet, but did not finish it. And we oh. are cool with I that. love you guys. We've got... Leanne, Jen R, Joanne C, <laughs> Nat MM, our fellow yeah. <laughs> co-host, yeah, podcast spinoff host, Jenny N, Lauren E, Sephora B, Nicole C, Blair L, Mariana L, Emily T, Ushma P, Sarah B, Shannon R, mm. Sabrina B, Lauren C, we're halfway, <laughs> Jenica, <Woo>! Brittany T, <laughs> Jocelyn A, Devana S, or wait, Devon S, oh god, I'm sorry if I'm butchering anybody's names, oh, and here's another one I'm going to butcher, um, Ninoska, Ninoska, okay. Ninoska, love your name, it's great, I hope I said it right, S, <laughs> <laughs> Nina C, Becky T, Jadine T, Jessica R, Lena, Holly E, Annie L, Nav K, Sarah C, Katie W, Winona L, Dan, Dan, Danelia, uh, every time, V, Mary DB, Jordan J or T, could be either, <laughs> that's my writing, and Emily R. <laughs> I'm sorry if I messed up your names. Okay. We are and so then, proud of you. We are so yeah, we are proud, so of, proud you. of you for even Good starting job. and trying. And then these are the real, like, these are the real MVPs. We've got okay. one, two, three, four or five people who put their names on the spreadsheet and did and not no read books? a single <laughs> book. And those people are <laughs> yes. fully embraced by heaving bosoms. Oh, and they are come, come Jennifer here, S. 
Yeah. Jennifer S, <laughs> Lauren G, Amber M, Anna N, and Julia D. We, we like your energy. We fucking love you. <laughs> we like your energy. <laughs> um, but if you're interested, we can repost that spreadsheet on the cult and you can see what everybody read because they all put yeah. all their books down, just not the reasons why. Absolutely. Um, and Man, by the time this comes out, time. there should be a new reading embrace for 2020 with some of the same categories, but also some new ones that I have yet some to think ones. of. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I am so excited about this. I'm so excited for y'all. Yeah. Thank you, listener, for participating in our reading embrace. Thank yeah. you for tagging us on Instagram, on your posts about yeah. it. Hashtags. Like, that was nice. Yeah. And also, if either you finished the embrace and you forgot to email us, or if I said your name wrong and you want me to say it right, um, just send us an email. We'll do it yeah. on the next one. Absolutely. <laughs> we're sorry. We would love to. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I find really ironic about both of our anxieties about reading challenges? What? We have a podcast that requires us to read roughly <laughs> a book a week. <laughs> yeah. And yet, I still don't do it every week. I still don't. Here we are re-releasing an episode. Which, by the way, Icecapade yeah. is one of my favorite episode here's the thing that christmas series from our first year uh-huh. where we did the christmas cowboy one yeah. and um this one and what was the real title of breast cancer survivor and the beast i really have no idea christmas on crimson mountain that's the one and then Those? we also did the men at work christmas yes. one but see that tiffany is a Rice's. highly listened to episode i think because of the other tiffany rice books but like mm. Christmas on Crimson Mountain, Ice Capade, and Christmas Time Cowboy. Yeah. A lot of people haven't listened to, and those are like <laughs> some of my favorite episodes. So if you guys are in the Christmas spirit, go back and find those because A, we're really like don't know what we're doing podcasting wise. And I yeah. thought they were very funny episodes. You know, we we were doing we were doing work, I guess. We didn't know <laughs> what we were doing at that point, but we were just like doing things. And yeah, there's some there's some snark that's happening in mm-hmm. all of those. So it's good stuff. There's some of my very favorite, like the Breast Cancer Survivor and the Beast episode. Like so many things <laughs> happened in that one that I just, I think about those episodes a lot. So go back and listen yeah. to those if you're um, looking for some Christmas time stuff. I listened to this one again today. You did? To prep. Yeah. Oh. And uh, we realized something after we recorded this one. We realized something like immediately after. Like, it's not like we waited (laughs) two years and then realized it. You guys, this book is so very clearly a Christmas carol. Yeah. It's so very clearly the ghost of Christmas past, the ghost of Christmas present, and the ghost of Christmas future. It's so clear. All the neighbors. We were like, in the episode, we're like, what the fuck is this? These comedy of errors. And then the neighbors. It's like, you guys, you dumb bitches. <laughs> they keep coming around. How weird. Oh. Why are they bothering this? these guys? Oh, <laughs> you man. Guys, they're, they're ghosts of past, present, and future. And uh, we didn't even see it. <laughs> <laughs> this was our first male male read, too. It's it a was. good episode. It is. And uh, for the record, my my baby llama's name, my llama, his name was Alex. <laughs> oh, but I always called him my babe. So, yeah, <laughs> good. his name was good Alex. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, 
I think we're going to go straight into the book. Yeah. Happy New Year, you guys. Happy New Year, everybody. And we're hoping that you're having a wonderful holiday season. Right. <laughs> so, okay. Ice capade. One word. Yeah. Ice capade. Yeah. I don't super know why. <laughs> I don't either. I don't even know why it's called ice capade. Oh, good. I'm glad I didn't miss it. No. Huh? Diamonds. Okay, good. Diamonds. You know, like ice diamonds. I don't know. Oh, yeah, that could be a thing. Yeah, like, is Capade supposed to be, like, a caper? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Okay, well, I'm really glad that I didn't just, like, be very obtuse throughout the whole thing. Um, I don't understand the title, but I, I really enjoyed the novella. Really? Me too. I thought you? you would like it. Um, we read Ice Capade. The author is Josh Lanyon. Lanyon. Who, by the way, oh, did you Google Josh Lanyon at all? No. He well, I know that he writes mystery and gay romance. Right. So when I got to the end, I was like, I would like to know more about Josh Lanyon. I would like to see what he looks like and all that. Um, Josh Lanyon is a woman with a male pen name. Oh. Yeah. Does that ruin it for you? Kind of. And then I read about there was like a Q&A on her website and one was like, Mm -hmm. why do you write with a male pen name? And interestingly, she said that when she started writing gay romance and gay, even her thrillers and mysteries have gay men in them. Uh, When she started writing gay fiction in the 90s, no one would publish her because publishing houses... A, were just starting to write, to, to publish gay books for for gay men, and they mm-hmm. thought that gay men would not read books by a female author. And so she got 27 rejections for her first book, and then she changed her pen name and was immediately picked up by a publishing house. Oh my uh-huh. goodness. Yeah. Man, I, I just imagined her as this hunk of slab of dreamboat. I did, too. As I was reading this. <laughs> she, I mean, she's good. Honestly, I thought he might be like an I old think. man. Like, I was kind of hoping for like an old British gentleman or something like that. <laughs> she's yeah, British. Yeah, with like, but anyway. like elbow patches. Yeah, that's kind of what I was hoping for, but that's okay. Well, one of the characters in this book has a corncob pipe, which I, I was like, come on, on the <laughs> nose on. much, Josh yeah. Lanyon. <laughs> Not one of the main characters, thankfully. No. So let's get to that. All right. All right. Um, so we have um, Noel, Noel Snow, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. The thing is, like, I picked this book because the names are hilarious and the plot seemed hilarious. I thought this would be like a fun little snark fest we could do. And then it turned I out to be so good. too. Yeah. And now I don't have much to snark about. Yeah. And I'm kind of upset about it. Me too. Yeah, I know. It's like it's like her Halloween fucking treat all yeah. over again. So we've got Noel Snow and Special Agent Robert Cuff. Cuff. Cuff? No, Cuff? It's gotta Cuff? be Cuff. It's definitely Cuff. It's gotta be Cuff, right? Yeah, like like you put cuffs on a person right. because that's hilarious. Uh-huh. And we start in the prologue the morning after a very, very sexy new year's eve together they rang in the new year in style and it's 2000 it's new year's 2000 that's right (laughs) so the world may have ended Uh and they were like well we best fuck it out Yep. because i don't really okay here's what i i hope you can i hope you understood this more than i did so that you can explain it to me here we go all right so noel is a cat burglar which 
I don't know why. I fucking love a cat burger. <laughs> is that is that a thing to even love? I don't know. Yeah, like there was this, I can't remember the name of the movie, but there was this old tiny movie about this cat burglar and like the detective was trying to figure out who it was and then it turned out that it was the sexy lady the whole time and I was like, ah, cat burglars. <laughs> so... <laughs> I don't know. There's something about the agility factor and like the not hurting anyone factor and the only stealing from the rich factor. And I'm like, get it, you, you cougar Robin Hood. Like, do it. Let's let's do it more. Was this movie that you're talking about? Was it the Batman with Anne Hathaway? Because I no, no, I said old movie. I'll I'll try to figure it out. It's like it's like a, a TCM movie. Oh, okay. I watched a lot of TCM in high school. Mm-hmm. So you seem um, like the type. Don't I though? In my my turtleneck and my messy bun. I'm just glad um, you aren't wearing a full winter coat this week because I I'm was starting not. to get very concerned about you. You know what? I'm honestly wondering. So first of all, I started eating almonds every time I took vitamin D per your instructions. I think that has helped. Um, I'm currently wearing the down boots you got me. Sorry for burying the lead. Thank you so much for my wonderful Christmas present. You're welcome. She got me down um, like slipper boots that I can wear all over my house and it's the best. Um, and I'm actually wondering, Erin, if I am being warmed purely by Christmas cheer. <laughs> like that could be a thing. <laughs> all right we gotta get back to this we lost sorry. like 10 listeners um we did sorry which is sorry, listener. sorry guys <clears throat> i right. do want to know uh i do need you to know though that your christmas present it, mm, i mean knowing me melody it's gonna be a little bit more diy and it's probably gonna come after the new year because that's who i am no <laughs> i know that for sure I think one time I got a, a birthday present on Christmas and you were like, this one's for your birthday. Christmas will come. Yep. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really, that's who my whole family is. That's honestly. fine. That's fine. I don't the way care. I, was raised. I don't care if you get me a present. I just knew you were in a struggle and you, you needed some help. And so I just sent you a little bit of help to keep warm. This, this was not, you know, it's not like it's a Christmas. Pre- it's just a friend thing. So don't worry oh, about it. I love you. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Here's what I don't understand. Noel, cat Noel. burglar. Um, cat burglar extraordinaire, I might say. And then special agent Robert Cuff, <laughs> which I really can't say without giggling. Does Robert at this point know that Noel is the cat burglar, but he can't prove it? Yes. In the prologue? Okay. So then Noel seduces Robert yes. because they've been playing reindeer games together for like a lot of years. Yes. But also, Robert seduces Noel because they've been playing reindeer games. Both of them think that they are conning each other into uh, sex Yes, this evening. So they have a wild night of sex, and it's great. And okay, you want to know one thing that squeaked me out hmm. in this scene? All right. So Noel wakes up, and one of my favorite lines is like, you know, he he ached a little bit from a body well used. I loved that and line, like, too. The writing in this was really good. Surprisingly, yes. really good. I mean, really a fair good. number of typos because it's self-published and what can you do? But the Correct. writing was really great. I mean, what can you do? You send it to three friends I know, I know. and they read it. it um, she probably did. Editing's hard. Sure. Okay. So 
they each okay so they wake up and um i was really weirded out by the hand possessively on his crotch in his sleep so wait, i like let it me, let me make this state wait let me make this clear robert's hand mm-hmm. special agent robert cuff's hand is possessively over Noel's uh bait and tackle <laughs> while they're both sleeping and Noel wakes up and he's like mm, i like that but here's here's my issue if you will first of all I feel like I would wake up and that would be real weird if anybody was just cupping my vulva. I I don't think I could do it. But then also, do does nobody else like twitch when they sleep? <laughs> Wait, like hand because, twitches? Um, your whole body, my whole body twitches sometimes, and that includes my hands. Well, especially so, Robert Cuff was drugged, so he probably was he was, drugged. Yes, he got roofied. I think he got roofied post sex. Interessante. <laughs> because he said some they were both drunk. But then uh-huh, uh-huh. Noel has this line where he says he like he he had his way of making sure like Robert stays asleep, sort of didn't thing. wake up. Yeah. I do recall that. Yeah. Okay. I just think that one one stray twitch <laughs> and <laughs> all of it could be gone wrong. Like like permanent damage, yeah. maybe. <laughs> okay so that squeaked me out a little bit but then then the, then the body well used line made it a lot better and then noel le- <laughs> then noel, of my sneezes. it's hilarious noel leaves the hotel room um and he goes and gets the <laughs> diamond ring that um he's hidden in a trash can somewhere mm-hmm. um and goes and and hails a cab and it feels like he's the only person on earth in new york city this new year's morning at 5 30 mm-hmm. and he's off to amsterdam never to be seen again i loved it i loved the intrigue i also liked when noel said that the most adorable thing about the evening was when special agent robert cuff believed noel to be sleeping and went through all of noel's things and he was awake yeah. he's like oh my god this is so adorable because he thinks the diamond ring is in my stuff and it's not yeah. Aww. <laughs> i thought that was that's Real really great. Cute. Noel, I was one step ahead. So then we fast forward into chapter one, 10 years. Mm-hmm. Noel is now an author and he has published a series of very well received mystery books about a cat burglar and the special agent who is following him except that he accidentally apparently made the special agent like a bumbling idiot Mm -hmm. and everyone likes that so he had to keep it going but i don't know it was like a long distance misguided attempt at flirtation Mm -hmm. (laughs) with with robert cuff and it actually just made him look like an idiot at the bureau Uh which is regrettable for everyone involved and they transferred poor robert cuff to wisconsin I mean, that's where I would transfer all of my greatest enemies. Can you imagine? Like, of course, the criminal that you've been chasing for, you know, two years, three years, whatever, is not going to paint you like a knight in shining armor in his novels. Can you imagine the FBI being like, listen, sitting him down and being like, hey, Cuff, (laughs) the diamond thief that you've been after for three years wrote a book and you don't look good in it. Um, We're going to transfer you to Wisconsin. (laughs) Like, it makes no (laughs) sense. 
<laughs> he gave him a good well, name. He named him Nash Blue. What a great name. Really, I thought it was Richard Cross. Oh, you know what? Nash Blue Nash was Blue. the diamond thief. See, yeah, he gave bro. a shitty name, Richard Cross. That's yeah. That great. I mean, but it was obviously them. Yeah. So, All right, so he's written the last book in the Nash Blue series. It's coming out this week. It's Christmas. It's one day before which, Christmas. It's one day before Christmas. No, it's two days before Christmas. Yeah. And um, he's written the last book in which the main character has to, like basically come out with the fact that he is in love with the special agent that has been following him. Yes. And the special agent is gay, which I think has not. Has it come out that either of them are gay in the books or just? I thought that it was just that like the Nash Blue character came out as officially gay because apparently in the series he was sleeping with men and women like just to suit his cat burglary. Mm -hmm. And he came out officially as gay. And I think that just created the implication that the FBI agent was gay, not that he like there was no confirmation. But one of his friends astutely pointed out that, you know, Noel thought it was going to be like a, an apology sort of thing. Like, mm-hmm. a, I really did think you were um, a worthy adversary and I, I thought very well of you the whole time. But one of his friends pointed out, like, if he's not out at the bureau, <laughs> like you might have just put him in extra hot water again. They might transfer him to somewhere even worse. Siberia. Alaska. No, Wisconsin is America's Siberia. Alaska. (laughs) Wisconsin is not America's Siberia. Isn't it? I don't know. People tunnel under Siberia. Right there. It's right across the way. (laughs) Anyway. You know what? Anywhere that people have to tunnel underground like rodents in the (laughs) wintertime, I personally think is Siberia. So. Wait, what? Sorry. This happens in Wisconsin? I don't understand. Yeah, they connect buildings underground because it's so fucking cold oh, in the winter. We do? Okay. The, the, do you our, do that no, up there? No, we do not do that. In Alaska? That. Uh-uh. No, because you're frontier people. Yeah, we just walk. You're just like grin and bear it, yeah. rooster. <laughs> yeah, I'll put some booties on you, maybe, but you better pee outside. I got her booties <laughs> and she didn't like them, so we'll just... No dog likes booties. We'll just continue throwing her into the snow. Ah, I love it. Um. Okay, okay so... so he realizes that he's being followed on his way home. And it took him way too long because he's been out of the game for, uh, right. for eight years. So he was in New York City promoting his book. Right. And he's got to drive home to upstate New York where he has a huge 200-acre farm with horses. He raises horses and he writes books now and he doesn't steal any diamonds and he's an old, uh, you know. And he doesn't even fudge his taxes. Right. Yeah. As he tell- says later. And actually, now that I think about it, upstate New York might be another swath of America's Siberia. Yeah. It was. I mean, they talk about going through like thigh high snow sometimes up there. So. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so he's on his way home and he noticed somebody following him. So he's doing like 130 on these country roads, trying to get home, trying to lose the tail. And he finally loses whoever it is and just feels a little weird when he gets home and checks on his horses and stuff. But um, he feels like someone's watching him. He feels like someone's eyes are boring into his soul. (laughs) But then he goes to his house and goes to bed. (laughs) He's fine. And I love this, like, this wake up scene where he, he, like, wakes himself up. It's like a beautiful holiday Christmas scene outside. He's on his horse ranch or whatever. Makes himself some eggs, makes himself some coffee. Wait, wait, wait. What? No, we need to we need to point this out. What? He has become a legit farmer rancher 
because he went and took care of the horses before his coffee or his breakfast. That's true. And that is how you do it. Okay. I'm sorry. The animals always eat before you do. That's why I will never be a farmer again. (laughs) Yeah, you couldn't. You can't do that. Man, Rooster never eats before me, but usually, like, she doesn't like to. No, but she gets in. She's inside. Yeah, she's you true. know she always has water. That's fair. Like that's not how outside animals are. Yeah, but also she sleeps later than me every day. If I have to get up at five and go to work, I have to pull her, literally pull her out of the bed, <laughs> and like make her go outside. She's it, such a diva. She is. Okay, so he he makes a little breakfast. He puts some biscuits in. Like I just love that he makes himself homemade biscuits and gravy for breakfast. Like oh yeah, it's just can him. I tell you when I am by myself? Yeah, I am a forager. Yeah, I don't. It's just I don't like cook whatever. A damn no, thing. yeah. So he's making himself some biscuits, and then a doorbell, and then he mm. opens the door, and for the first well, he time, he sees he sees him through oh, the yeah. dusted yeah. pane of glass, and he sees the the hard mus- muscular shoulders, and he his heart starts beating a little bit Pitter-pat, faster. Pitter-pat pitter fucking pat and he opens the door to see the confirmation that special agent robert cuff so he hasn't seen robert cuff since the night that they had sex and duped each other since he saw him naked yeah yeah and but every year on new year's eve noel (laughs) calls him drunk and leaves him a drunk voicemail about like hey robert I'm sorry about how it ended. I'm not still no diamonds anymore, and I love you. Well, he doesn't say anything incriminating. He makes <laughs> sure not true. to do that. Yeah. But he's but like, he calls you know, him every single year drunk, and Robert never answers the phone. Never answered, never returned the call. So he hasn't heard from him in 10 years, and here he is on his doorstep. Here he is, ready to question him about a string of cat burglaries mm-hmm. in New York City. And Noel is like a little bit on edge, but he just automatically like lets him in. Mm-hmm. And Robert starts looking around and asking him all these pointed questions about blah blah blah. And Noel's like, "It's a copycat." Also, do you want breakfast? <laughs> and Robert's like, "Well, I wouldn't say no to some coffee." <laughs> but like Noel kind of gets like he can't really be here on official FBI business because he's driven clearly a personal vehicle. Like, he's checked the plates mm-hmm. on the vehicle. It's not a G-Ride. Personal stuff. Does not have a sidearm. Like, while he is probably here to question him about the burglaries, he's not officially here to question him about the burglaries. So he feels pretty right. comfortable being like, you want some eggs? Because clearly he's not going to arrest him today. Not to mention that the he says a couple of times that the statute of limitations right. has run out on all of his crimes. Yes. And... Let's review. He never hurt anyone or murdered anyone, so the statute of limitations was relatively short. Yeah, probably three years or um, five years. Yeah, probably something like that. Um, so, well, or maybe it was eight years because that's exactly when Robert showed up. <laughs> maybe, maybe it was ten, but I, I don't know. Judging from how usually these are, I would say three or five, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe it you was know like what? an interstate. Get your legalese out of here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Maybe because it was an international whatever schmeshma. Okay, so mm-hmm. uh, Noel kind of like casually asks him uh, if he's like read the books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he says, Robert, Robert narrowed his eyes, his dark eyes. He says, let's just say I'm aware of your work. Oh, work. uh-oh, in fact. 
He said, and he says, actually, I'd like to explain about that. I know I took some literary license with you. Cuff interrupted. I'm not that interested. Consider yourself lucky. I'm not a literary critic. You'd already be on your way to jail. <laughs> like that stung. Oh, mm-hmm. I thought that was very um. Ah, okay. So they have a little conversation over breakfast. Robert does not want any breakfast. And then Mr. Corncob Pipe shows up. Knocks at the door. Yeah. Burly man in a red and black check jacket, hunting cap, and a corncob pipe. Oh, boy. Carrying a Christmas tree. Hey-o. Hey. <laughs> so they get the Christmas tree all set up. And, of course, in Noel's beautiful, like, finely decorated house, just... they're, like, bumping into Ming vases and, yeah. you know, being all ridiculous. And um, can I just say... The gayest thing about this book was not mm. the anal sex. The gayest thing about no. this book was the descriptions of this house. It's like, yes. where, where is this? Yeah, no, I might be, I might be bisexual, but I am not gay enough to have a house that beautiful. I, I was just like, <laughs> what is going on? Why is mm-hmm. it? Well, oh, here okay. it is. Also, Noel's- it's a six thousand square foot house uh-huh. on two hundred acres. acres. But but six, wrap your head around a 6,000 square foot house for one person. I don't even know what that means. Yeah. A hundred year old 6,000 square foot house. I just don't. So these two guys, both named Artie, are uh, bumping around trying to set up the Christmas tree. <laughs> he says, I can take it from here. Noel's hand shot out as little Artie, bundled like an armadillo, brushed against a vintage royal duck's art deco harlequin figurine lamp and sent it rocking. I'm like, I have no fucking clue what that is, but that sounds like the gayest thing. I don't know what it is. It's so cute. Adorable. Anyway, mm-hmm. okay. So then uh, they're setting up the Christmas tree and then Noel says, how about you um, stay and spend Christmas with me? Yeah, which was adorable, yet came out of nowhere. Yeah, but it, but throughout his inter- internal monologue, he's like, "I don't think he can be here in an official capacity." So, why don't I just take a shot here? Yeah, I've obviously been thinking about him for the past decade. Yeah, spend Christmas with me. I'm going to spend it alone anyway. Oh wait, what are you doing? Uh huh. And then he finds out that Robert's parents died the year before in a plane crash, mm-hmm. and he was an only child, and. Uh, I was so sad. Yeah. And Noel tries to be like, oh, I'm so sorry, Special Agent Cuff. I, you know, I didn't know. And that that's so sorry. And he's like, what? Because you wanted to use it in your book? And that was really like, oh, yeah. He was like, that's sad. Yeah. He was like, if you had known, you could have used that little tidbit. Oh, and this is where I really like this line. But that's where he, yeah, he, oh, go ahead. So Noel puts his hand on Robert's arm, you know, kind of lovingly and Robert stared down at his hand. His gaze lifted and eyes met Noel's. So dark, they almost looked black. Black and, for one startling instant, soft as the fur of something quite dangerous. I really liked that. Soft as the fur of something quite dangerous. Anyway. Um, okay. So now we're going to go get some Christmas decorations out of the barn. Robert does not commit to spending Christmas with him. No. Um, but... Noel's like but he doesn't leave either. No, and Noel's like I have to go get all of my Christmas ornaments out of the barn. You can stay, you can go, you know, whatever you want to do. And Robert's very Robert's like, like you're not leaving oh, my sight. I'll go with you because otherwise you might run away. Yeah, okay, Robert. Yeah, through two hundred acres of sure. Well, you know what, Aaron? He's not letting him get away this time. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so they go to the barn, and um, 
Noel has put the Christmas decorations up in a loft. Mm -hmm. So he gets the ladder out and he's like, I can do this. I can do this. And he goes, he gets up three rungs of the ladder and then his vertigo hits him straight in the face and he can't handle his shit. He tries one more. Things start going crazy sideways. He feels like the ladder is cartwheeling and then he goes down and Robert catches him in his strong, muscular arms. Uh Uh-huh. And it felt, here we go, it felt good to stand in the circle of Robert's arms. It felt good to rest fleetingly against human support. Noel lifted his eyelashes. There it was again, that indefinable motion in Robert's eyes, a flare of response in the dark gaze a few inches from his own. Robert's breath was warm on his face, his mouth close enough to kiss. If Robert would only... And there it was in Robert's face. He wanted to. He was considering it. Noel waited, barely breathing, watching Robert's conflicted face from beneath his eyelashes. He didn't want to seduce Robert again. This time, Robert had to make the move. And then they're like that for a little bit, and then somebody fucking walks into the barn, and it's like, why? <sighs> because it wasn't time yet, Because somebody's attention needed to build. horse's foot was bruised? I don't understand. But anyway, what's important here is... Mm. Not just that they nearly smooched, but also that mm. Noel used to climb up the side of buildings. Like, that's the kind of cat burglar he was, was like he would scale walls. And the hot just, kind. The, yeah, the hot kind. The agile, climby type. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this whole book is from Noel's perspective, and I could have used some descriptions of how hot Noel was, because I'm sure he is. But since it's from his perspective. No, I did that all of my own. I Yeah, me too. But I just did it I would all like on my own. I was fine. Holding. Anyway. So this is very weird that he can't get up three long rungs on a ladder. And we don't really know what happened. He kind of references a fall, but we don't know what's going on with him. So Robert's like, what don't you want me to see up there? Because he is a G-man through and through. And he decides that he's going to go up and, and get it. Mm-hmm. And of course, what's up there is three boxes of Christmas decorations. So Robert just ends up getting it for Noel. Yeah. And they go back into the, inside the house, um, and then somebody else comes to the door. Yeah, it's just <laughs> a parade of, of people. Nosy neighbors. <laughs> yeah, and this neighbor has a is a llama farmer. Is the llama uh-huh. farm next door, and a kriya, which is a tiny baby llama, has fallen. <gasps> <laughs> did you love that? I loved the story. Um, of course I did. Well, it reminded me of my baby llama. Yeah. What? No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, so is we this, had llamas. L- let's make a segment here. The segment is called Aaron Learns Things Find about, out Melody. More about Melody's Past. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, you so okay, sang so as the Grand Marshal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. You... So, we okay. had llamas. All right. No. All right. So, um, the first two were Bob Marley and Bob Dylan. And um, they were ador- They were an adorable couple. Um, but then we started getting more and more llamas. And finally, um, I don't remember if she got pregnant while she was with us or if we like got her and then found out she was pregnant. But one of our llamas got pregnant. And um, it was so wonderful because I was there for the birth. The, the babe, um, well, the Kriya came out right by our pond. Um, except that he, it, like, there was sort of a downward slope to the pond. And so he's taking his first step straight toward this body of water. And we had to like run and grab him to make sure that he didn't fall straight into the pond. 
Um, but he was the sweetest. So I don't know if you know this about llamas. They, in order to like, <laughs> so the answer is no. When they, <laughs> when they greet you, they blow in your face. Like when they greet each other, they blow in their face, and the other llama blows back. Hmm. And it's sort of like I don't know. It's like a sniffing butt situation. So I loved this llama because since he was so enmeshed in like our family and like we had him since birth, he was just all up in our business all the time. And he would like come and, you know, like rub his whole his whole neck and like chest up against us and like like breathe into our face and we would have to breathe back. And like he was just such a snuggle monster. So it really and and he was like he was spotted. He was like sort of a paint llama. Um, he was gorgeous and he was the sweetest and I had him trained to do some really cute things. And so, yeah, when this so when this just born llama falls into this crevasse, I was like, it's like my babe. Like he's he, he almost fell into the pond, except we were there to catch him. Nobody was there to catch this poor thing. OK, so back mm. to the story. <laughs> uh-huh. Back to the story. <laughs> now you know a little bit that more about me. <laughs> the Aaron learned something about Melody segment of today. Um. So okay. So when, we're gonna go uh, rescue the llama. So, so this guy Noel grabs yeah. his. I just it's so fucking specific. Noel grabs his LL Bean field coat. <laughs> I was just like, come on, man. <laughs> That's like the gayest thing. Excuse me. <laughs> let me go grab my LL Bean field coat. <laughs> I don't know. It's so everything he wears and his whole house is so very like specific and designer. I it just tickled me so much. I loved it and adorable um, and but also yes. very um useful. Like that's a very they make high quality shit over there. At they LL do. Bean, I think I, it wouldn't be my choice. That's not the gear that I would grab for this situation, but mm-hmm, I understand mm-hmm. that Noel did. Okay, so they go out to get the llama. Okay, so the, the guy who's the llama owner is a little bit rotund, is what I was getting. Mm-hmm. Somebody needs to be lowered into the crevasse. Portly, yeah, if you will. To get the baby llama. and Which is 30 feet down. Yeah. This baby fell 30 feet. I don't know how this thing doesn't have four broken legs. It might. I, I would wonder if it had six broken legs, but only that's only because llamas don't have six legs. <laughs> like this poor thing. <laughs> six. <laughs> you could add like feet. It should have broken all of its bones. <laughs> Although so, I will say that babies are are very flexible. So that's know. true. <laughs> Human babies uh, are very. You can drop are them also from very great heights, and they still are fine. Yeah. Um, so, wait, do you know that? I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah, okay, good. So, um, the llama owner cannot be lowered down. Robert's an FBI agent who has nothing to do with this. And then, so Noel says, okay, you can tie a rope around me and I'll go down there and wrap this thing up in a tarp and climb back out. And he gets like a little bit down and he starts like freaking out a little bit because of the height. Mm-hmm. And Robert, especially Dick Cuff, who loves him, is like hones in on it and realizes what's going on. And he's like, Do you have an inner ear problem or what's your deal, man? And he's like, Oh, I'm good. And he's like, You're not good. So he pulls him out of the crevasse and pulls him up next to him. Wait, where is it? It's <laughs> so good. Wait, I can't find it. Okay, wait. Yeah. I think I found it. I've got it. But do you want it? 
<laughs> Do you want this one? Yeah. He stumbled over the edge as Robert rose. Noel reeled into Robert's solid chest. A hard, supportive arm fastened around him, and for a moment, he leaned there while the world went spinning. He could feel Robert's heart pounding against his own through the canvas of his field jacket and the leather of Robert's coat. After a few seconds, he became aware of Robert's lips moving almost soundlessly against his ear. If you think the earth moved just now, imagine what'll happen when I fuck you. <laughs> it was so what? good! Um, I got, like chills is that weird? i did too but because it came out of fucking nowhere it came out of i know nowhere. and i loved that about and it, it came out of nowhere for noel too because he like immediately noel's the head snapped is, up he stared in mm-hmm. wide-eyed disbelief had robert did he really just whisper that or was noel dreaming maybe noel, noel had slipped and knocked himself out because there was absolutely nothing to read on robert's face nothing but that funny glitter in his eyes maybe noel was losing it or maybe robert really had made the most astonishing comment noel had ever heard it was great. Well, and it was the glitter that Noel had seen before mm-hmm. 10 years ago. And then <sighs> as he's lowering, so then Robert decides he's going to go get the llama. And as Noel's lowering him down, he's got the rope. Robert winks at him right before he grabs he into the crevasse. And Noel's like, I nearly let go of the rope. Like he was so freaked out uh-huh. by this. Oh, it's wonderful. Okay, so they saved the baby llama. So, yeah, baby llama is great. The Kriya is wonderful, and it toddles off in Kriya fashion, which is, by the way, one of the most adorable sights in the whole wide world. Mm-hmm. Like, like toddler any animal is really cute, but toddler llama is fucking so cute. I've never seen one. Like I, I imagine that they jump straight up a little, like, a lot. That's what I'm imagining in baby llama. You know no, what I mean? Like, all fours really. jumping? That's what I imagine. They're not antelopes. Yeah, but I want them to be. Mm, there. I'm going to find one jumping like that. I'm going to send it to you. Oh, I would like that. In my brain, it, yeah. that's how they do. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> I dig it. So we can live in that reality. Robert cuts his palm on a rock. Yeah. So and first aid is necessary. To yeah. nurse him a little so bit. So he leads him through his designer house, mm-hmm. through his designer bedroom, uh-huh. and then into the master bath, <laughs> okay, which so. has this. Okay, can I talk about. The pool, the tub envy. I almost said pool envy because it's basically what it is. He's got this amazing, like sunken whirlpool bathtub that can probably fit four and should someday. Like they should just get a couple of rent boys up there and have a grand old time in that pool it tub. Said that um, it would fit the two of them and also two llamas. So that's and a good. couple of llamas. Yes. Robert says. Um, but yeah, so then Noel makes sure that he gets the first aid kit and Robert's sitting down and so he kneels in front of him. Wait, did you already, I, we had a bad connection there for a little bit. Did you do the okay. description of the bedroom? I didn't. It's my favorite like to, thing. Please do. Hmm. Okay, please do. Robert looked around with unabashed curiosity at the large white iron bed, the box of shells on the old trunk at the foot of the bed, the ornate bird cage atop the huge mirrored green <laughs> armoire. The sage green armoire was the very first piece of furniture Noel had purchased for this house, the first piece of furniture he had ever purchased for himself. You have an eclectic taste, Robert commented. I particularly like the telescope pointing out your bedroom window. It's so I can see the stars, Noel said. That's what they all say. <laughs> like, yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. I like that green armoire and 
and the antique birdcage. I was just like, stop mm-hmm. it. Stop. I mean, the green armoire I kind of want for my house. Like Me that too. sounds like that sounds like it would fit in all of my decor. Yes. Um all right, so they're doing yeah, uh, some okay. first aid. They're so fucking cute. When they're doing the first yeah, so aid, he... Noel notices that Robert's got a boner. <laughs> Get it, Robert? I don't blame you. <laughs> and uh, it's super cute. And so Noel's like, did you mean what you said out there? And Robert plays coy. And he's like, I don't know. what, uh, Like, what? Oh, wait, what did he say? He was like, uh, did you mean it? Noel asked in jerky monosyllables. Mean what? What you said on the Noel. Robert's eyebrows arched. That you have no idea of my extensive expertise? Noel stared. (laughs) Robert's expression was politely blank. And then later he's like, did you mean what you said about fucking me? (laughs) Right. (laughs) And you know what? I appreciated that. Uh Because, like, let's just cut to the chase here. We've been been playing reindeer games for the better part of, I don't know, I'm going to say 12 years. Mm -hmm. And now, like, you're in my house. And you've got this impressive hardness, as he says. Okay, so then another knock happens. And I was just like, comedy of fucking neighbor errors. What is happening? Um, so then this, um, this psychic hippie lady who has a greenhouse next door. And, and apparently this happens to quite a bit. Her generator goes out. And so the boys go over to fix her generator. And she's like, toward the end of the interaction she's like you know oh he wouldn't uh, robert wouldn't let me read his palm because i think he's shy but you guys are going to be really happy you should see your auras and i was like i wouldn't uh, yeah Yeah. it's true love wrapped in a metric fuck ton of lust Mm -hmm. so they go back to the house noel's gonna make dinner he's like hey are sandwiches cool sandwiches okay (laughs) and robert's like well, I love that Robert's like, well, you're assuming quite a bit. You think we're going to have dinner together? And I was like, yeah. It's like, you're you're still here. I do. Yeah. You, you mm-hmm. said, I want to fuck you in my ear earlier, like, and you uh-huh. haven't left. And you also haven't really asked me any questions about these cat burglaries in New York City. So, yeah, <laughs> I think we're going to have dinner together. Noel prepares turkey sandwiches, but when they eat them, they're roast beef. <laughs> All right. No, I for I didn't even notice that. (laughs) I was just really excited about roast beef and tomato on sourdough. Yeah. Um. So as soon as that was described, I was like, "Well, I'm at dinner. Yeah, I'm here. I'm there." (laughs) Turkey would have been fine with me too, though. Oh, plus Robert remembered what Noel drank. I know. He made him a seven and seven. I know, and this time he probably didn't roofie it, which is really nice. No. Nobody roofied anybody. It's so nice. Um. Okay. So then. Okay. So this is super cute mm-hmm. because they're talking, and Robert is like obviously. Well, so while while he was making the sandwiches and everything, Robert is obviously struggling with like trying to reconcile the person that he sees in front of him with the person that he's been following for the last however many years, and the person that he's researched, and like apparently. Noel is originally from this crazy Russian crime family that's like very stereotypically like like borscht and smoked salmon and drugs and booze and hookers as soon as you're old mm-hmm. enough. 
Um, and he says he doesn't speak to them anymore and that he was unloved mm-hmm. by them. And I don't think they ever explicitly said it, but I, ass- and he also saves the black sheep of the family. So I assume yeah. being gay was not okay with them. That was my, assumption. I would definitely assume that. Yeah. Um, I, I have a feeling there was a lot of like corrective hooker therapy Ooh. that they tried to employ, which, oh God. Yeah. Cause let's, let's review. That's not a thing and it doesn't fucking work. Corrective hooker <laughs> like, therapy. <laughs> Corrective any kind of therapy for sexual orientation. Get out of here. <laughs> Stop correcting people. So so you find out a little bit more about that. And like Robert comes from this very loving, accepting home. And, you know, he's, he's trying to figure all this out. And so as they're at dinner, he's like, you know what? Even if you weren't the person scaling the buildings, you still could have been behind these things. And Noel finally just makes himself vulnerable and he crosses the room and he kneels down in front of Robert and he's like, I didn't do this. Mm-hmm. No more games. I don't want to play games with you. We've done that for too long. I don't want to hurt you anymore. Like, I just, I didn't do this and you got it wrong. And Robert oh. reaches out and his thumb brushes oh. Noel's cheekbone. It's so good. And then Noel turns then his face against I- Robert's hand. Uh-huh. closes his eyes and Robert strokes his hair and then Ugh. it's on. <laughs> like We don't have to talk well, about the FBI and cat burglaries no more. We're just talking about two dudes getting it on. I mean, but it was so sweet was so though sweet. because he said, okay, so he, he turned his face into Robert's hand and he closed his eyes when Robert stroked his hair. There was wry humor in Robert's voice. Did anyone ever tell you you look like an angel? My mother, Noel thought, but didn't want to remember. He'd worked hard to forget. The first time I saw a photo of you, Robert said, I thought anyone who looks as innocent has to be wicked as hell. Then I thought, how can I get him to look at me like that? Noel huffed a laugh and opened his eyes. The first time I saw you, I thought I could love that guy. And Robert made a pained sound. Jesus, Noel, there you are out on the ledge again. You scare the hell out of me. But it was Robert who made the first move. That expert, ex- yeah, that excerpt that you just read uh, was the uh-huh. excerpt that came with the book. That was the preview for the book. That was like, "Would you like to read Ice Capade?" And I was like, "Click, yes, and you I were would. Like, yes, I would." <laughs> and that was in like October, and I was like, "I found a New Year's book." <laughs> yeah, this one they yeah, technically you- start on New Year's two thousand, so it's a New Year's book, and we will read it. Um, <laughs> God it is so gorgeous. It was it was nice. And then they have some really gorgeous sex. I didn't really like the sex that much. You did? Didn't you? I just felt like I it was did. too short and it was just kind of like Okay. You know what? I hear you there. For my personal taste in sex scenes and books, it was a little too hesitant. Yeah. What I really, really liked about it was the fact that it was fami- like they were finding each other mm-hmm. again. It was in very a way, sweet, I thought. Yeah. And Okay, and then the sexual health educator in me was like, thank you for pointing out that you need to prepare a rectum before anal sex. Like, you shouldn't just go from zero to pound town with the anus. You can't do that. No condoms. They didn't talk about condoms. I would like to believe there was one. I see, I see. Okay. I'm just just deciding in my brain that that's what happened. Um, everyone can live in their own reality, Erin. I just went, I didn't, I didn't have a problem with the way that the sex was written or described. I just wanted it to be longer. I felt like we had this like 50 pages Same. of slow burn 
and then we're going to have 10 pages of sex and then it's going to be over. This was a very short novella of like 60 pages. So like I I just And that's why I more of Well, it. that's actually why I forgave it. Because it was so Because short. it is a novella. Yeah. yeah. Like if 50% of the book was the sex scene, it would have been a little weird, I think. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I just liked it too much. I did get a little squeaked out by the description of Robert ejaculating. Do you remember this line? Oh, mm, I do. This, this well, wait, 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 wait. Very... Before we get there. Yes. Before we get there, I also really like, so they're having sex and it says, Noel reached out and they linked hands. Lacing, laced fingers. No, like the strength that met his own, the fierce grip that held him. No chance of falling with a grip like that. <sighs> it was so good. Like it called back to so many different things. I mean, it was just this writer is but, honestly just really good. Like very descriptive. Yeah. Very like vi- just very good. It's not overkill. It's not like it's not too sappy. It's just very very good writing. Which, but you're correct. The ejaculation was weird. Because, I think it's <laughs> wasn't into it. That's not what I'm into, and it was very descriptive. Um, in case anyone was <laughs> wondering, Robert uh, ejaculated his exquisite relief, pulsing in satiny long jets. <laughs> this is like jets. And like the satin, I don't know, the satiny. I just, how do you know that? Long, like, like, I just, it's a lot. Yeah. But you know, if that's yeah. something that you're into, that was probably a great description of that. So Indeed. You know, whatever. Indeed. So then the the little wrap up here is the next morning and it's Christmas and they both got what they asked Santa for and you know, yeah. it's it's um it's very cute. Uh and then I didn't like this, but maybe you did, I don't know. Robert admits to Noel that there was never any cat burglaries yeah. in New York City. And he doesn't even work for the FBI anymore. He quit. And this whole thing was you know a what? He just came out. I did like it. It sounded like something no, he would I did. Like. I, I did. You know why? Because the tables were turned at that point. Robert spent so many goddamn years getting hoodwinked and led around and, you well, know, I didn't made think of it that way. Work. Yeah. And all the bullshit. So, like, why not let Noel stew in it for 24 hours? Like, why not make him a little nervous, that asshole? It, it was fair. I was fine with it. He did say, I'm not going to pretend I didn't want to see you sweat a little. Actually, I wanted to see you sweat a lot. <laughs> yeah. Double entendre. In your endo. <laughs> in your endo. <laughs> um, okay, let's see. <laughs> Yeah, he said, and then he says that you know they're gonna spend Christmas together, and he's Robert's gonna save Noel some money on his long distance New Year's Eve phone charges. So no, he says, Angel, yeah. I'm gonna spend, I'm gonna save you a fortune on long distance charges. Yeah, oh, so he's gonna stay together forever. <laughs> and they get married because in 2016 that became legal, and it's the sweetest. Yeah, this book did take place in 2010, so they had to wait a little bit, but eventually they did. But you know what? A long engagement is really the best way to go about it. Yeah, I think so. A long engagement with Many jets of satin relief. <laughs> Exquisite. Exquisite long satiny jets. Ooh. 
Man, I when I saw this book, like I did like that little snippet, but when I saw that somebody named Noel Snow was going to have a Christmas book with with a FBI agent named Robert Cuff, I was like, and it was only going to be sixty pages, and it was going to be about diamond thieves. I was like, I was really ready to have like a really fun fast paced yeah like like capers but like also i expected it to be really stupid and um Mm -hmm. and funny and campy so we could make fun of it in that way and it was not it was adorable and sweet yeah i really liked it i did too yeah so if you want to know what i really think that we should do one of josh lanyon's long form books i would i would completely be down for that yeah I, yeah, I don't know. I do wonder about, like, representation, though. She, because so in her QA, if you go to her website, she talks a lot about uh, representation and, um, like, kind of cultural appropriation sort of stuff. And yeah. from what, like, whatever you want to say, like, she's at least very self-aware of that. That's good. And there okay. are questions of, like, you know, why do you exclusively write about gay men? And she's like, why Why do men write about men? Why do men write about straight men? Why do women write about men? Why do men write about women? She's like, it's just what I like to write about. You know, if you like yeah. it, you like it. If you don't, you don't, you know, so I don't know. I kind of feel like you can cut this. This is just me talking to you. But I, I feel mm-hmm. like by changing her name to a male author to get acceptance, she didn't necessarily say I am a gay male author. She just said, no, I'm a no. male. You know, she's not pretending to be a gay man. She's just got a pen name, uh, you know. Well, no, and there, I mean, pen names are used for a ton of reasons. Mm-hmm. And I think that it is very telling that she was rejected at first as a woman. But then when the work was just looked at mm-hmm. as the work, mm-hmm. it was accepted and, you know, celebrated because it it was good enough to be, it was it was good enough and it was i don't know i don't fair is not the right word but it was thoughtful mm-hmm. enough to be believed that it could be from a gay male perspective sure. so you know as long as you're doing justice to the community you're representing mm-hmm. i don't have a problem with it but it it is really funny that the very first gay yeah. romance we cover is written by a fucking woman like no 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 convincing that it was a male yeah author. and well it was convincing to us two women i don't, <laughs> I don't know right but there's also that um you know the the question is also asked in the q a like you know okay maybe that was true in 1996 but now it's 2017 you know why not change your name and she kind of gives this explanation of like you know now she's got this brand and she's got a whole series of published novels out there and all that kind of stuff so i didn't get squeaked out by it being a woman but anyway no it was shocking though all right so do you have a self-love recommendation this weekend i do and it goes with my weekend girls trip so so jealous and happy for you i know but we do this a lot and this is not a thing that i ever did before i moved to alaska as far as just like having girls weekends and girls overnights and it seems to be something that people do a lot here like I have a friend who's a lifelong Alaskan who a couple times a year throws just a sleepover, like an adult women's sleepover. 
with like pillows and sleeping bags in her basement. And, you know, people have kids, people have husbands, people have boyfriends and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And they're just like, hey, this Friday I've got a sleepover <laughs> over at so-and-so's house. And they just go and we eat popcorn and we do each other's nails and we do the whole thing. And, like, there's no reason why you can't have an adult sleepover. That sounded sexy. I love it. But I didn't mean it that no, way. No, I, I love a grown-up lady sleepover. Yeah. I did that before I had kids. Mm-hmm. I would, like, go over to a friend's house and we would do face masks and drink a, way too much wine mm-hmm. and have a great time. But um, I haven't since Ember, and I feel like it's missing in my life. You should. I mean, probably, like, the the girl that throws it doesn't have any kids. So, like, it's kind of nice to be yeah. at a place where there's not a kid. But, you know, some of the girls that went do. There's no reason you can't do that if you have a partner that's, you know, good. Totally. <laughs> good one. Totally. So, anyway, that's that's something that, like, I would like to put out there because I never did anything like that before I moved up here. And it's so great. It's so great to have just, like, a night of snacks and board games. If you're well, friends. it's, like, fortifying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so my self-love recommendation um, is based on the party that I went to last night. Mm-hmm. Um, because, really, I think I am warmed by the Christmas spirit. <laughs> And um, <laughs> you were the and tidings, person I know. I I know, like tidings of comfort and motherfucking joy. Um, do something for someone else because there's not. I don't think I've ever experienced anything that makes me feel as good as like going and packing boxes for. Thanksgiving, you know, to give out to to families who wouldn't have a Thanksgiving dinner otherwise. Mm-hmm. And like thinking about thinking about the kids in Harlem, the 600 kids in Harlem, the Salvation Army needs to have toys for on Christmas. I'm going to cry right now. You are crying. Um, and they, you know, they they do really good work and there are it's not just the Salvation Army, there are other charities that that do that and it's I don't know, it's just so important and it it feels so much better than going to the mall and picking up a bamboo plant for the aunt you barely talk to you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. like like it's and whether you're diying your your christmas presents this year or you know you've been you've been hand crocheting them since july there's something about doing just a little something. It doesn't have to cost anything. It can just be two hours of your time that's going to make somebody else's holiday. So, <clears throat> um, that's my that's my self love recommendation. Cool. Oh, and also, um, my sister's coming out for Christmas, and I'm pretty stoked about the so sorry everyone we're pre-recording this um and new year's hasn't happened for us yet neither is christmas neither is christmas um but i have planned on getting my sister and i some matching grown-up lady fleece onesies can't get behind to it. watch all of our terrible hallmark movies in <laughs> and uh, but you're I only am. gonna wear them indoors obviously this, on my couch whole, okay this whole trend of I'm going to wear an adult onesie for Halloween or I'm going to wear an adult onesie to a Christmas party is stupid. 
for Halloween, you need to make a costume. A costume. Not an, Is that a trend? Maybe it's Alaskan. I don't know. But people go buy the, like, giraffe onesie at Target or the... And they say like, they're a giraffe. And yeah, and they're like, I'm a giraffe. I'm like, you're not a fucking giraffe. You zipped into a costume <laughs> that, or a onesie. That's not a costume. The end. Yeah, I've never seen that trend. So these are never going to be worn outside the house. No! No, it's the comfort of my own home wearing the down boots you got me. Okay. And... You're going to put yeah, the boots okay, over I did. the onesie. <laughs> Obviously. I don't know if it's going to be a footed onesie. So, oh, you know, okay. I might need the boots. Okay, I did once see a woman at an airport in a fleece onesie. Mm-hmm. And I definitely took stalker photos of her yeah. to send to all my friends. I mean, because I was like, what's happening? This is the thing in the world now. Yeah. No, my house, drinking tea and watching terrible Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to happen. So, yeah, those are, I guess, my two self-love recommendations this year, right. this time, all the things. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. So, you can find us at yeah. Heaving Bosoms on Instagram, on mm-hmm. Facebook, Heaving Bosoms, and... At Heaving Bosoms Podcast. podcast. And Heaving Bosoms Podcast at gmail.com. Send us emails. Um, tell us... About the romance novels you like, recommend things to us. Yeah, we love hearing. We really from like hearing you. from you. Um, if there's something we're doing that you hate, we like hearing that as well. Um, let's see. Mm-hmm. And oh, oh, and we just got a Twitter, but we haven't tweeted anything yet. Maybe by the time you hear this, we will have tweeted. It's heaving underscore bosoms because heaving bosoms was taken and heaving bosoms podcast was too long. So sorry, guys. And yeah, that's it, right? That's it. All right. Okay, so have a merry new year, everyone. Be safe and have a great day. Keep being a badass. And love yourself as much as you love satiny jets of exquisite relief. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, bye now. Bye. Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes. We are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lilas! Okay, back to the show.